Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Coming up on a Friday, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Save that. Save that. Friday, everybody. Ben and Woods, 97.3, the fan. Great to be here with you this morning. And TGIF, certainly. I thought, uh, yes, I thought yesterday was Friday. So happy Saturday to everyone out there. It's definitely, definitely felt like a long week this week because it has been. Um, it's so good to be here with you, though. We have, uh, I would say today is going to be a very loosey goosey show. Which is not that unlike many of our programs. It's really not. So maybe especially on a Friday, it maybe today just will be just like a normal Ben and Woods show because we're usually pretty loosey goosey. Uh, I'm Woodsy. That is Paul Rindle. He is the executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Hey, how are you? I am doing very well. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, joins us as well. Good morning to you. Good morning. I am in a good mood. What happened? Uh, well, I was uh, I was at work last night. And I just had wrapped up our 11 o'clock show, and I reached into my jacket pocket, and I found $4 that I didn't know was in there. That is not. Four $1 bills. Let's do a quick cash check. I like when we cash check our wallets. Well, I have $4, and then I have a three twenty sixty four dollars $64. God dang. Money bags? Wow. What do you have? I got got a five. I I always like to keep between... (laughs) Yeah, I never forty and eighty dot you know cash dollars. I almost Nothing. never have you have cash an empty on wallet. I don't have one here. Single. You need, one yeah, of you need one of those dollars here. I I'll can take one of those twenties. No, you you're getting one. one of the ones. Just Bro, so I got a debit card. And I got Venmo. I've been doing the. I feel so proud of myself, you guys. I've been lately, and I avoided it for I don't know how long it's been a thing, but lately I can't get enough of the old tap tap the phone. To pay. You know what I mean? The tap with your whole phone? Like you tap. Apple pay? Yeah. yeah. I I would see it and the guy would say, just tap right there. And I'm like, ha ha, here's my debit card. 
and I, I couldn't do it. So I've lately, I got it. I figured out where to place it, and now it you know brrr, it pops up, and you click double click, and it takes picture, and you're good. I always I'm so I always proud of myself. My my. Card. I don't yeah. ever tap my card. I, I, I used to insert either. the chip, but now I'm tapping the chip. I'm an inserter. Inser- the insertion just continued to backfire on me. So it's happened to I've a lot gone, of guys. I've actually. gone with a tap. It happens. It's happened yeah. to a lot of guys. Yeah. Sometimes you leave it in too long. Yes. Oh, when you, you ins- when you insert it, and that can be bad news. Things can happen. You know, there can be a malfunction. That's right. I've seen that many many times. <laughs> Many, many times. So, and then uh, you look, and nine months later, you get the bill, and it's not what you expected. It's not it to what be. you expected. It's not what you expected. <laughs> uh, but no, I've been tapping the phone, and I'm very proud of myself because it's just I have. I'm such a late adopter to technology. I just got my first iPod the other day. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, uh it, I like I go in now, and I'm confidently going boom and boop, and I'm off and running. I mean, if I order something now from. Like a restaurant for myself or the kids, I'm almost mad if they don't have a an app or an easy way to do it online. I mean, that's I, I have adopted that now. Finally, in the last couple of years, I feel like a modern 21st century human being. Now, I keep cash just in case. You've got to like uh, pay off pay off a cop, valet park your car or something. And you, I mean, I, I have not got to the point where I'm Venmoing like. Five bucks. I'll to go tip out. A I'll go get cash something. when I know. Yeah, I'm I, checking in somewhere. Going to use valet. I will make sure I have some cash for that. That's why I like to have it just in case. If I got deliveries come in, like for food or something, I will make sure I have cash because I do try to tip delivery drivers. I think they cash. get to keep more if you tip cash. Oh, really? To, yeah. yeah on, you, on uh on DoorDash and stuff. I think so. Then you got to meet them outside and stuff. I like that they just leave it by the door. I really do. Uh, take a picture of it. Take a picture it of it. You. Send yeah. it to you. Door dash. Door dash. That's great. Leave it at the door and dash. Got an uh, update <clears throat> for some of the interested parties out there. I uh, We are starting a, a, a tier one baseball team. And uh, it's something that I had to get cleared with the missus. And she's says she's okay with it. We'll see how it ends up on you know first game day on a Sunday when I'm like, I'm out. But my kids are old enough now I can bring them to the ball field and play. I saw you were looking for a ball field yeah. yesterday <clears throat> online. Yeah, and I found... You were hoping the Padres would give you Petco no, Park, weren't you? I wouldn't want it, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I don't know the quality or caliber of, of the people coming to try out, so I don't want that on my... I don't want that on me. Yeah, Johnny in right field just cutting some of the yeah, grass yeah. and taking Sliding. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> Tier one tryouts, uh, Sunday morning, 8 a.m., Petco Park. We'll see you on the field. Could you imagine? They're probably <laughs> setting up for an REO Speedwagon concert anyway, so who are we kidding? Um, uh, <laughs> REO Speedwagon. <laughs> Heard it from a friend who... Heard, Heard it from, from a friend, friend who... That's his, it's phone tag now. Yeah. <laughs> Heard it from another you've been messing around. <laughs> so I uh, I wanted to update everybody. I believe the season starts in February. If you're interested in playing and trying out, email me, benandwoods at gmail.com. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm working diligently to find a field. I got a couple of good leads on one. It's going to be like a two-hour tryout. I'm going to tell you this right now, though. I'm doing the tryout for multiple reasons. Number one, because I think it'll be funny. All right. Number two, I'm doing it because I don't know a lot of... Anytime I've started a team before, I've just pulled all the dudes I know that are really good. So I don't want to be bad, but I also don't want to be a jerk. You know, I'm not, it's going to be hard for me to go out and go, 
Hey, better luck next season, Ben. <laughs> nice try. Uh, good job. Just because you made the team last year doesn't mean you're automatically exactly on this right. year's squad, mm-hmm. says Woods. He really like, he wants you to prove yourself. Yeah. You'd be like, Happy Gilmore. I called your name, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> no, better luck, better luck next year. Well, better luck next year. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is this. We're gonna, I'm going to bring you out. We'll put you through a bit of a rigorous workout. And if you feel like at the end of it you can hang, great. And then you're going to have to pay your fees. And the fees are not cheap. It's between 100 to $200, something like that. Then you're going to have to buy your uniform. Like, it's not a – it's playing baseball. It's a long season. I mean, it's probably 14, 15 games. Uh, and I need a commitment. You know, that's the thing. So you got to ask yourself all those questions. Number one, can I hang? Number two, can I pay? Number three, will I show up? Because running a team is a nightmare. <laughs> it's a pure, unadulterated nightmare. Hey, Woodsy, I forgot my belt. Do you have an extra one? I left my glove at home. And do you have a bat I can use? And yet, it, I just leave the games like, oh, why do I do this? But I'm excited to get back into it, and I thought it would be really cool to do yeah, it. With no, the, I can't play second base. With the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no. I need you to pitch today. No, yeah. I can't pitch today. <laughs> it's, it's a team full of Padres, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, where do you want, where, do, where would you like to hit? Second? Well, <laughs> you're not that good. I was going to put you at seventh. No, I get my numbers at two. It's going to be a nightmare, but... I want to do it. I'm excited, excited to play with the the tier ones. So I was looking for a field last night. Had some uh, the tier ones are so helpful. My God, my DMs went crazy. I was getting uh, all kinds of messages about, uh, and I'm, I think we'll have it done. My target date, Benny. If you'd like to come out, it'll be fun. Probably going to try to do it the morning of New Year's Eve. So the last day oh, of the yeah. year in That's the mo- okay. in the morning, yeah, it's like yeah. on a Sunday. That's okay. Everybody, you know, nothing happens until later in the day on New Year's exactly. Eve. Exactly. Yeah. So nine to eleven or something. We'll try to get that tryout in, and uh, working on a couple fields right now. So I just wanted to update you guys on that. Again, if you're interested in playing, Ben and Woods at Gmail dot com. We're gonna have to trim the fat. You're gonna know after <laughs> you see the workout. If you could you could hang or not. There's no shame. In- There's no shame in saying I'm probably not ready, man. I'll come back out. None. But it is going to be hard for me to walk around and be like, "Hey, dude, sorry, you're terrible," because I don't. I like to be nice. It's why I wouldn't. It'd be I tough this, to do a high, be a high school. Will I, you cut everybody? Uh, no, Ben will. But will you cut everybody? You're, you're, you yeah, are heartless. Pretty cold hearted. I'll make our list and be like, "All right, Ben." Those you know, joy in my life. Yeah. Videotape it, and we can yeah. we can play it on the air. It'd be a great bit Monday. It'd be a great, great bit. That's the other reason I want to do it. It's going to be great content. I but. did this back in March with the Tier One basketball team. Just. Put it out there, a bunch of listeners, like, hey, I'm interested, I can play. And you're like, all right, you're in. Yeah. And then luckily, got a really good group of guys. That's good. Who we're going up on our fourth season now. Fourth already? They we they do every like three every, months okay. or something. That's good. So yeah, it's been great. Uh, new season will start sometime in January. But you're like, I have no idea how tall you are. I have no idea what kind of shape you're in. I don't know if you've ever played basketball before. Right. So I like the idea of the tryout. Yeah, it's just and, and really, workout, I can't co- I can't go to the thing. With 40 guys on my roster. I just can't. Like, I can't have that many guys. Were either of you ever game growing up? No. Never happened? Um, I mean, oh. now, nowadays, I don't even know if they do cuts anymore for you know youth what? teams. They, but I think they just make more teams. Like, I knew I wasn't going to make the baseball team in high school, so I didn't even, I didn't even try. Which I, I kind of regret of almost. you should have. I should have tried, but I felt like I'm not good enough anymore, and I'm just going to get cut. And I didn't think I could handle that kind of rejection, so I switched over and went on the golf team, which was the same season, and probably ended up being the right decision for me at, the, at that time. But there was always that pang of like, 
should I have at least gone for it? I was a good enough baseball player to at least try out and, yeah. you know, see if I could do it. But I was, I think, afraid I was going to get cut, and I didn't want to get that bad news. I, I didn't mean, get cut. I got punished for... I got punished for grades. Being good, almost. It was, I, I outperformed my level in a tryout, and they put me in the age group Upper. above me. And I was like, this is awesome. And then I never played. Never played. Because I was, on the the, bench. I was a year and a half younger than everybody there, and I'm like... Oh, I kind of wish I would have just played with my friends in the other We league. had, so it was after City Ball. I think it was after my, I made the freshman team, or the high school team, and then we all went out for American Legion. The American Legion team was the the select, <laughs> right? And I went out to the American Legion. Like the equivalent of travel ball today yeah, or something e- like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I go out to try out for the Legion team. And I remember getting into the box, and I think I swung and missed at the first nine pitches. I mean, I looked like Austin Hedges. I was just, I would, wasn't my day. And I was, I think the nerves were so fried. And I looked around, and I got domed out by how good the other guys were. And I went, this isn't me. And I went up, I swung and missed probably nine times. Probably booted a couple balls at third. Didn't make the Legion team. couple buddies did. Yeah, you want to die. And then you end up playing City League and dominating and then having fun before sophomore year. Went to a camp, came back, had a great sophomore year. But then we moved, and I failed a class, and I couldn't play anymore. So I was, it was a gnarly, gnarly uh, scenario. But getting cut from that, not making the Legion team was... Yeah, it was didn't I, feel good. I so quit. I don't want people to feel that. I don't I, want our beloved listeners to feel that. I quit one sport. Uh, it was tackle football. First time yeah, ever. It's terrible. Trying. It's terrible. I didn't grow up playing football. It's terrible. I mean, you know, backyard football or whatever. <laughs> it's the worst. And I was probably thirteen. I think it was the pee wee level at that point. Middle school, and I was like, I want to play football. So I joined the league. I made it through one game and like six practices, and said, This is a different. It's a different. It animal. takes a different person. Yeah, it's not, I, it's it's not just, as fun. This is not for me. It's not and fun. the coach shook my hand and said, "There is absolutely no shame in that. I appreciate you coming out and thanks for trying. saving me from having to play your terrible ass. Yeah, and you're you've, yeah. Hurt. you've done me a favor. Right. You've done me a favor. We so just that's went our separate ways. That's what uh, we're going to try to do. So thank you guys for all your uh, your help. I'm excited about it. I will say that I'm going to throw this out there too. If you're a designer, if you're like a um, t-shirt or jersey guy, I know there's a lot of them here. I will use you. I will pay you. Reach out to us at Woods at gmail.com. Want to get some really sharp jerseys and uh, hats and all that stuff. And excited about this thing, man. I'm excited to play with our, our, our Tier 1s. We got some incredible news this morning from one of our friends. I'm not going to spoil it. We'll just share it coming up here in a few minutes. But I was very excited about what I saw when I got up this morning. So we'll do that coming up after the Daily Ditty. And then we'll get into some of the baseball news, getting more details on the Padres Yankees trade. Saw some interesting stuff this morning about how it all came down uh, between A.J. Preller and Brian Cashman. This this wasn't just a discussion from recently. This goes back actually to the trade deadline last year when the Yankees were trying to acquire Juan Soto uh, back in July of last season, and it never went down, but uh, but now it did, of course, and the Padres have, uh, have addressed some of their pitching needs. But uh, Shohei Otani could be making a decision today. Saw a tweet this morning about that, so we could have breaking news from the world of baseball at some point during the show. And then uh, we will just have all of our Friday fun and our regular features, everything going on today. Craig Elston will join us. It is a SEAL season tomorrow. Patrick Merrill, the head coach, is going to be with us at 9 o'clock this morning as Woodsy gets ready for his first PA game tomorrow at Pachanga Arena. I'm so fired up, man. Yeah, I, mm. I think it's going to be a good Friday. Yeah, yeah like, As you said, maybe a, a loose but... 
hopefully a good Friday. We are off and running. Kelly's got traffic, and then we'll be right back with the Daily Diddy next year with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. You know this song, Benny? I do. Okay. But I don't know exactly how you'd mess up the lyrics. You're not going to believe me. (laughs) This is not me. This is a story passed down. You got to keep playing it here, Paul. You need to get to the... uh... It's cuts like a knife. My friend uh, Mark told me that his buddy's dad thought it was... Cease... See sucking See see sucking Oh yeah. <laughs> but it feels so right. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's a see sucking night. But it feels so right. Mm. I wonder if that dad was doing a bit to them when they were in like seventh and eighth grade. It's an interesting bit for a dad to do, I think. A little weird. It's a little weird, but you can hear it a little bit. But they would never play that on the radio. So, <laughs> see, suck a knife. Brian Adams. It's Cuts Like a Knife. Big fan of that song, by the way. It's a good song. Really, really good song. We got a phone call? Yes, we do. We do. Is it happening? A little surprise here. Yeah, I saw the uh, the news this morning when I got up. He was nice enough to text us, and then he alerted the rest of the world. But Sweet uh, angel. Joining us right now is our former NIL Tier one athlete from San Diego State University. Steve Sugimoto is here, and Steve has some incredible news. Good morning, Steve, or I it's, guess it's probably uh, good like evening. It's 1130 at night. Yeah, good evening to Steve Sugimoto, where he is in Japan. Good evening. Good morning. Um, 
I can't go to sleep tonight, really, <laughs> because uh got some adrenaline pumping through my body. But I'm happy to announce that um, I'm a member of the Japan Tour. Yes! Starting in 2024. Hell yeah! Made it through all the stages of qualifying school. Fifth place finish in the final stage today. What? 14, what, 14 under? What were you? I was uh, 15, 15 under per under. week. Um, very stressful 15 under. <laughs> This is now. I was looking this up. The Japan Tour is very, very legit. Some people say maybe like the number three tour in the world. Um, I looked at the prize money, and I, I don't know the conversions, but there's like you know 150 million yen or more like on the line every single week. And I don't, I, I don't know exactly what that means, but you're a real like card carrying professional golf player now. Yeah, it hasn't uh, sunk in quite yet, but um, I'm very happy. To say, I can't, I can't really put into words. Um, I was shaking coming off the 18th hole today, and just, um, just have no words really. Dude, I feel like a, a proud father. All those times me and you spent on the the putting green, me giving you advice, <laughs> teaching you how to chip. You know, teaching you how to calm your nerves. I just, I can't, uh, this is a big day for me, too, Steve. I, I'm just very excited for you, man. I'm very excited for me you, Me teaching him how to use a driver. Yeah, teach him how to drive it, kid, long and straight. didn't know what he was doing before ben, he met us. Ben trying to manipulate your brain that he could beat you so that you would force you to bear down. Mm. You still think you could beat I, him? No, huh? I wanted yeah, to right. make the announcement okay. this morning that I have uh, decided that even on my best day and on Steve's worst day... I now have no chance to be a real professional golfer on the Japan Tour. Which is probably what motivated him the entire time over in Japan. Dude, I'm so, number one, I'm so happy Definitely. for you. Number two, I'm so proud Thank of you. you. Um, just a cool story how we all came together. And uh, I just, just go out and conquer, man. Go out and kick some ass and, and play your very best. And now that, with a, with a golf, with golf, it's just like, you never feel like you're at the top of the mountain. I mean, you can feel no, so good. Like, you feel like you're playing so well. One hole can just I mean, kill the, you. The it's carrot, I was looking this up. So, like, the top the top three finishers on the tour get to go to the European, the DP World Tour, which is, of course, you know, right there on the PGA Tour, like, equivalent playing level. Yep. So there is a, there's a huge carrot in front of you. Now, the season, it starts, like, in the spring in Japan after it warms up a little bit. Yes, it starts in March, and um, yeah, that's exactly what what my goals are. I just, um, this isn't the end of the road. I want to eventually make it back to the states and play on the PGA Tour or DP World Tour or whatever, um, whatever I can play in. And, Live. Um, <laughs> Enjoy John Rom. John Rom just made six hundred million dollars, Steve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, just get, they're not offering me that yet. Get your bag, man. Um, get your I'm, bag. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just thank you guys for all your support. And um, I listen to you guys when I warm up and <laughs> reminded me that it's just another day of golf out there, um, keeping it lighthearted. So um, I just want to give you guys the, uh, some good news after, you know, these past few days where it's been a little sad. Um, I've been a little sad from the, the Juan Soto situation. And uh just wanted to give you guys some good news. Dude, it's the best news, man. So You've happy. made our week. So happy. Who will be the next Ben and Woods NIL athlete to go pro? Yeah. 
Probably somebody from <laughs> USD or UCSD, I would imagine. We're taking applications. Let's just say that. All right, well, I can't wait to follow every single tournament. I'm going to be like up overnight watching the leaderboards uh, all summer long. At so the you're going to be staying tour. over there for a little while, Steve, then? No, I'm coming back next week. Um, Perfect. I'm ready to go home. Come hang out. Come hang out. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure come hang out. Christmas uh, holiday extravaganza will put you on the list. Uh, You know you're always welcome. We love you. We're very proud of you, dude. Keep up the uh, good work. We'll see you soon. We'll try to get around in uh, while you're home. Yes, sounds good. All right, buddy. Awesome. Take care of yourself. Congratulations, Congratulations. Mr. Professional Golfer. That is professional golfer Steve Sugimoto from San Diego State. I'm so happy for him. Ben and Woods, NIL-sponsored athlete. I feel like now our our $100 a month has gone to something important and vital. Yeah. That we got in on the ground floor of what is now a rocket ship that will eventually end up on the PGA Tour. I mean, the you numbers know, he is putting up. Again, f- 15 under for four rounds, fifth place. And if he can consistently do that next year, yeah. he's going to be making big money. He's going to, you know, open up some doors. You can even get into like the uh the Open Championship. There's yeah. probably, if you do well in a couple of the tournaments, you get a spot in a major, like a real golf major. He could be playing in a major <laughs> tournament within the next year or two if he keeps on this trajectory, which is absolutely amazing. It'll be so nice when he flies us out to go watch him. Yeah, no, or yeah. when he asks Ben to caddy for him at the Masters. <sighs> I mean, it will be it will be phenomenal. I'm not worthy, but if I ever get the chance, like even to caddy like oh, a program yeah. round for him at some point, yeah, I will do that in a heartbeat. Incredible, incredible. <laughs> Very proud of him. What a good kid he is. And uh, weird that you would listen to this show to calm you down before uh, a match. It's very weird to me. I don't really get it. It's probably the worst idea I've ever heard, but whatever for, whatever works for Stevie, you keep doing it, bud. Love well, you, The man. Zen very masters have been in woods yeah, yeah, here every exactly. morning. Holy yeah, for sure. Cow. All right, let's um let's get to some of the news. I I thought the the follow up on the Padres trade that I've been seeing all over the place the last couple of days has been very interesting. The the evaluation, the grades, how the trade kind of came about and the process that the uh, Padres and Yankees went through to come to an agreement on Juan Soto. Uh, the details. The devil is in the details, and the Always. details of this are very interesting. So we'll get into that coming up. Uh, we've got a crazy don't do this story in a little bit that you're not going to want to miss if you didn't see it. We've got a couple of those. Yeah. Oh. Things have gotten weird in the, the, the world right now. Very, very weird. Don't go anywhere. It's a Friday. It's Ben and Woods. Stick around on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. a very real possibility that Juan Soto could have been gone to the Yankees last year or well earlier this year in July at the trade deadline. I uh, got a story that came out in the athletic 
yesterday about the lead up to the Padres Yankees trade. Didn't start at the winter meetings or at the GM meetings. Started last year. It started when the Padres were under 500 in July, going into the trade deadline, trying to decide whether they were going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline. And the Yankees came hard after Juan Soto last July. And they did a lot of the legwork for the trade that ended up going down this week. Months ago, it just never materialized during the course uh, of the regular season last year, Woods. Yeah. uh, Did you guys see also, before we get into the nuts and the bolts, did you see the very nice message that uh, Juan left? I did. That was nice. I'll just read it quickly. Yeah. I would like to first thank God, who guides my steps at all times, the Seidler family, for welcoming me as part of their family, my coaches, trainers, and my teammates. Thank you for everything. From the bottom of my heart, it is nice to have met you and shared your advice. My arrival was a roller coaster of emotions, but what a good journey it has been. To my fans, feeling your support and love for me has been a gift from God, for which I'm grateful every day. Thank you for welcoming me with so much love, San Diego. I will always carry you in my heart with love, Juan. Loved it. I mean, the guy was here a year and a half. And uh, that's that's what we mean when we say guys that get it. You know that that's what we mean. And uh, I'm not going to throw stones at other people that that robbed the city blind and you never heard from again. Uh, but that is how you do it. That's a class act scene. I mean, whether right there. you mean it or not, it's it's such a nice gesture to at least put it out there. No doubt. And uh, I saw that. I appreciated it as I, well. I appreciated it so much. And uh, it's it's. Again, hard not to root for a guy that loves playing baseball as much as he does, even though he's going to be on a different team. Um, I talked to my dad last night, you know, and uh, I go, well, how do you feel? He goes, I don't feel that great about it. And I go, oh, you don't like Juan So Are you going to be one of those guys? Well, he walks too much. He All he goes, does is get on base. <laughs> <laughs> I hate a 600 OBP. No, he goes, no, I'm like, he goes, it's weird because I've really – like watching the Padres now, and they're so fun, and hearing you talk about them every day. I, go, I got you, didn't I? I absolutely got you. Uh, so I think we may have converted another one, Ben. But he's, you know, I think I think it'll change when the the calendar flips and he sees Soto and Judge in that lineup together. But um, I don't know. He was like he was like kind of bummed like the rest of us yesterday. So he's on the fence. He just needs a little shove. All right, this hour on Ben and Woods brought to you by Smart and Final. This holiday season, shop groceries, baking needs in one trip, and that's it at Smart and Final. We'll get into some of the uh, the details here right after a check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. So this piece by Chris Kirshner of The Athletic, uh, you know, going into detail on the process of the Juan Soto Padres Yankees trade goes back to 2023 when I didn't realize how bad things had gotten for the Yankees in left field. Uh, they had 10 different left fielders last year. Fifth worst OPS in the league out of left field. They were hoping that like Aaron Hicks or Osvaldo Cabrera would be able to, you know, step up and you know, take the job. Yeah, take the job, and it never really happened. So as they were kind of in the same boat as the Padres in July and looking like, yeah, we need to do something dramatic, they started doing the due diligence on Juan Soto. And the Padres, in return, started looking at the Yankees' depth and what they might need from the Yankees in a possible trade. And while it never went down, they got so much information, like the Padres did, about you know, pitchers in the Yankees organization that it really laid the the framework. And according to Kirshner, and I, you know, this is misinformation season, so you take everything a bit with a grain of salt. Where was this in the Athletic? This was in the Athletic. I didn't see this one. I saw the Bradford Doolittle. Yeah, he said um, he said the Yankees really did not want to include King or Thorpe in the deal. 
Now you uh, have 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 kind of called and said that that's probably not entirely true. I Correct. mean, they they ended up including them, so they certainly weren't untouchable. But the idea for the Yankees was to try to get a deal done without including of either of those guys. Of course, if I can, if there's a car that's worth eighty thousand dollars and I can get it for forty, I'd much rather do that than pay the whole eighty. Um, so I, there's not one single. And again, just based, you know, I don't know what's in Brian Cashman's head. I just said yesterday, I gave you a scenario of how it could have played out where you finally get there and Cashman's like, did they really think I was going to let Michael King be the holdup here for Juan Soto? Michael King, who's got just two years left to control for either team that he, if he stays on the Yankees, he's got two years, comes to the Padres, he's got two years. Do you think that guy, the hybrid starter slash bullpen guy, He's going to be the holdup to bring Juan Soto back to uh, to the Bronx. I don't think so. So Kirshner writes, last month at the general manager's meetings in Arizona, Yankees and Padres re-engaged in trade discussions surrounding Soto. Cashman, along with senior advisor Omar Minaya, who of course once worked with Preller in the Padres front office, met at the Omni Resort to see if they could find common ground. Uh, they didn't get anything done, and then, of course, Peter Seidler passed away, and the Padres needed to finish their managerial search. So it kind of went on the back burner for a couple of weeks. And then uh, when they got to the winter meetings last week, things got you know intensified, and eventually they came to the, uh, the agreement that was announced on Wednesday this week with Juan Soto going to the New York Yankees. But it's funny, just kind of, you know, they talked about it uh, last month. They re-engaged this month, and the Yankees went hard. They were aggressive looking to acquire Juan Soto. He was their guy that they wanted all along, the guy that made the most sense for, for them in the offseason. And I can see why. They need left-handed bats. They needed an outfielder. and They needed some star power. When you, when you have Aaron Judge, it feels like Juan Soto is almost the perfect complement to bat in front of Aaron Judge. I don't know where Aaron Boone's really going to – Really going to you know end up with his lineups, but you know Soto two Judge three seems to make an inordinate amount of sense if you're the New York Yankees. Scary, you know Soto's going to get his walks, so he's going to be on the base a ton for Judge, who's going to get his home runs. It just feels like that's just automatic offense. You know, fifty to sixty games a season. You know, Judge's solo shots are going to be two run shots. You know, another what sixty percent of the time from last year—that's instant offense for the New York Yankees. Plus, everything Soto does, you know, he's probably going to hit forty to fifty bombs at Yankee Stadium this year. I don't think I have any illusions that you know he's he's his numbers won't go up in that park playing in New York. He's going to do well this season for the Yankees. It was a good move for the Yankees. The question now, I can't believe that the the grades that that I've seen I've seen it run the gamut from from. Padres with an A on the deal yeah. to the this one in the athletic give the Yankees an A and Padres a C. Uh, Grant Bisbee gives the Yankees A plus, Padres C plus, uh, and then I saw A B minus. But I saw um, Bradford Doolittle. Doolittle gave the Yankees a B. Padres got an A minus. So that's kind of one of the only ones I've seen. Um, there's a couple of websites out there too that that um, analyze everything. And everyone says, you know, look, we said it yesterday, volume, the volume is really, really good. And if you get five guys back, four of whom could be on your opening day roster, it means a couple things. You're very thin, number one, or you got good players back that you believe in. So I'm excited uh, to see what they can do. I'm almost always, and I think you are too, a quality over quantity guy. Yeah. 
I mean, if you have five guys but none of them make an impact, doesn't doesn't really matter how many guys you exactly, get. Exactly right. And so, there's some impact arms in here. So that that always concerns me, but in this case, I really feel like maybe even all five guys will contribute to the Padres in 2024. And you don't see that often in trades, especially five for one. You got maybe one that contributes next year, and then you got some lower minor leaguers who are two or three years away. Thorpe is the only one who you know probably won't start with the Padres in, in 2024, even though he may have a chance in spring training. But you could certainly see him advancing to the big leagues. Higashioka almost certainly will be the backup catcher. And, you know, the market for catching, you saw, I mean, Victor Caratini got $12 million, I think. I, you know. I mean, that is crazy the, talent, the, the market for catching is, right now, overpriced and not something you want to dive into, especially when you're trying to devote your resources elsewhere. So getting Kyle Higashioka, actually a very savvy move by A.J. Preller, even though he's probably the most overlooked part of the deal. Like, it's just a backup catcher. They're a dime a dozen. Well, actually, they're about 137 dimes a dozen right now because there's just not many of them out there, and every team needs one. So the prices are inflated and not something the Padres wanted to pay, and now they're getting him for like $4 million, which is nowhere near what they're going for on the open market. I mean, Victor Caratini, come on, $12 million? That's nuts. That's nuts. I mean, Gary Sanchez is probably going to get way more than that now. And who knows if he's going to be able to even come close to duplicating what he did in a very short time period for the Padres. So you've got your starter in Luis Camposano. you got your backup catcher pretty much taken care of now with Kyle Higashioka. And you've got to think that, you know, worst case scenario, you'd think at least one one or two of those guys that they acquired pitching-wise are, are going to at least be competent, you know, middle-of-the-rotation type starters for you next season. That that seems like at least a floor for what you got in that trade, and it's something the Padres needed very badly. They have given uh, Ruben Diabla now a few different arms with swing and miss potential. How can he make them better? I don't know what his secret sauce is, but I know he's got some of it, um, and we've seen him do it. You know, in the very short time that he's been the Padres pitching coach, again. We turned the page at 9 o'clock yesterday. You cannot lament the fact that Juan Soto. You can, but it's not going to bring him back. M- looking forward, moving down the road with these guys, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see what happens when he gets his hands in the clay and starts helping mold some of these pitch shapes and things like that because, by all accounts, the, the four arms that we got back, there's something really good in each of them that he can work with. Um, and again, I don't know how the rest of the the offseason is going to shake out. I don't know who else they're going to add uh, starting pitcher-wise. But as it goes, as it stands today, I think Michael King is your three. And you've got a, maybe one of those other guys could be your four for now. But you definitely have added two pieces to that bullpen and a backup catcher. We ride, man. That's all we can yeah, do. Yeah, Eno's analysis kind of gave me some a glimmer of hope, especially when you saw what, what Ruben Niebla did with... Seth Lugo last year and Michael Walker and, and, and Nick Martinez over the last couple of years. And he wasn't, you know, the thing about Ruben, too, is, is that, that was always the, the answer when, when A.J. would pick up a guy and Balsley would kind of get him back on track. There were guys in the bullpen early last year that seemed unfixable. You know, 
would just get beat. Like, we just got, like, Brent Honeywell was a great example. Threw hard, had nasty breaking stuff, would just get beat. He just got beat, and he got beat too much, and he got, you know, let go from the team. And uh, Luis Garcia finally figured it out. But it, you can't have a six-month lag and start throwing well in, in September when you're a back-end-of-the-bullpen guy. Um, so the, it wasn't Ruben, – Ruben's guys weren't perfect by any stretch. But, man, he sure did an excellent job with the starters uh, last year. And and working around some injuries, looking helping Blake Snell go out and win a Cy Young. I mean, that's a great sense of pride for for Ruben too. Getting him locked in, and Blake is the one that credited Ruben and said, once he kind of told me, "Don't worry about your walk. Stop. If you walk a guy, who cares? Just get the next guy." Which is such a, like something you learn in little league. And Blake was like, "I kind of remembered that." And Ruben really drilled that in my head. And I went out and I walk a guy and I go, "So what?" And then I go strike out the side. He, it's he, a small thing, but you've got to imagine a lot of pitching coaches are harping on can't walk guys. I mean, hey, you want to be a starter on this team? You yeah, got to yeah. throw strikes. You're going to walk guys. You know, you're not going to find yourself having any success. And Ruben went the other way. Imagine said, flipping that. So who cares? Yeah. Your stuff is the don't, nastiest. Don't worry in the about league, it, man. Dude, just go get the next one. You uh, you brought up the name Jason Dominguez. Uh, he's the Martian, right? Yeah, the uh, Martian. You know, who is recovering from uh, elbow surgery. But uh, the Padres, according to Kirshner, did inquire about both shortstop Anthony Volpe and Why? center fielder Jason Dominguez, but both were non-starters for the Yankees, especially with the possibility of losing Soto after one year. And, it, you know, I think part of this is, were you expecting or are you expecting Juan Soto to sign an extension with the Yankees here? Because I'm not. At least, is that right? At really? least not right now. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not right now. now. A lot of a lot no. of teams wouldn't have pulled off a Soto trade unless they could have gotten assurances and we're going to sign him immediately to a, you know, a giant contract and he's going to be a Yankee forever. The Yankees were willing to do this knowing he's a rental. Juan Soto is almost certainly going to free agency. Now, they will bid and they will bid hard for yeah. Juan Soto. I, I, yeah. I mean, but I, so will many other teams and if Juan Soto wants to go somewhere else, they could uh, they could easily lose him after one year. It was one, it took all of one day for the New York media to start writing stories about, it's great that he's a Yankee, will he be a Met next year? I mean, it already happened um, yesterday. Some One of the Johns wrote a, a piece yesterday saying, yeah, uh, it's great that he's here. Chances are he could flip to the, the Mets, you know, next season. And, you know, everybody's going to be watching that dude. All eyes are going to be on him. I don't know who else is hitting free agency next year, Ben, but I doubt it's anybody bigger than Juan Soto. The other uh, little nugget here that surprised me from Kirshner's story was the deal had been agreed on on Tuesday, but it was the Yankees who wanted Trent Grisham included to give them some insurance in the outfield. It wasn't the Padres going, we need to shed more salary, you need That's to take on wild. Trent Grisham. It was the Yankees who demanded Grisham be included in the deal at the end to get it finished across the across the finish line at the end, even though they are planning to play Aaron Judge in center, Verdugo in left, Soto in right. They wanted that insurance policy of Trent Grisham included in the deal. So that wasn't a salary dump. That wasn't simply it's time to move on from Trent Grisham. That was the Yankees' actual request late Tuesday as the last part of this deal to get it done. I think that's uh, probably one that, that you know A.J. probably knew in his heart. We haven't been able to. We haven't been able to get him dialed here. We just haven't, and it's been a decline since he's been here. And uh, could be time for change of pace. And now I'm not going to have to hear S from the Padres fan base for bringing him back, starting him out there in center field again. Uh, I, 
you know, we, we only talked to Trent a couple times, and I always rooted for the guy, man. I really did. I wanted to see him figured out because I loved his glove and center uh, so much, and I know the pitching staff certainly appreciate it as well, and I think the Yankees pitching staff are going to appreciate it uh, as well when he's out there. I won't be cheering against him. For no, sure. I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't root against many guys. No, and I, I won't be cheering against Juan Soto either. No, uh, you know I'd like to see him do well, I and mean, it helps that he's as far away as you can get in the American League East. But Padres will face the Yankees in May, and who knows, maybe in October as well. Well, speaking of uh, the American League East, John Morosi has been all over this Otani story. Ooh. Said uh, we had some tweets earlier. This morning, he's been on MLB Network. He uh, said earlier this morning, source, Shohei Otani's decision is imminent, possibly as early as today. Then he followed that up with, the Blue Jays are one finalist for Shohei Otani as his decision approaches, as I reported on MLB Network moments ago. And just about a minute ago, tweeted an emoji of a Canadian flag. Mm. You tease, John Morosi. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. Lord, I don't often come to you in these moments live on the radio. But if you're listening, I, I need this. We need this as a city. I don't want it. I need it. No, I need, <laughs> as a city. We're just talking about him not going, specifically not going to a particular team in the National League West, correct? Yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. And I've got reams of, of S-posts. Ready to go. So when you're ready, big guy, I am here. Ever your loyal soldier. Thank you, Jesus. All right, we'll come Canada. back if, there's, uh, if there is any fit any breaking him. news on Shohei Otani. You oh, will uh, you will certainly please. hear it from us the second any tweet comes down. Please get it done. Saw that there has been uh, some pieces like what happened. Okay, so if he signs with the Blue Jays, what do the other teams do now? Soto's off the market. You know, that will be the two biggest offensive pieces available gone. What do you do next? Do you pivot to Cody Bellinger? What do you do next? We'll find out coming up on San Diego's number one sports station. 97.3 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 